Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. So I was reading something about uh, conversational narcissism and how our um, culture, our American culture, is very fond of this uh, subconsciously. And I think as men, we're a little bit like this too, where we try to win every discussion, no matter what. Like <laughs> it's either. all a competition. Yeah, it's all about the competition. You're not really listening to what what your the other person is saying. I just want to have the last word and sound really smart. Oh, interesting. So, uh, conversational narcissism will be present here, and I'm going to try and oust you <laughs> the entire time. Yeah, yeah. yeah the that's a great time. point, and all, Andrew. And I didn't listen to any of it. I've been thinking about what I'm going to say next. Oh, excellent. This is great because yeah. I haven't listened or, and won't listen to what you say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> folks, we're glad you're here for another episode of Vici Mundum, and it already is sounding like it's going to be a great show of uh, narcissistic competition. <laughs> it's going to be contentious. No, <laughs> no we, uh, we promise you that that will not happen. If it does happen, we're not airing this, so you'll never hear it. Um, yeah, cut that out. <laughs> so, uh, welcome back to another episode of the show. Uh, I'm Austin, um, and today we have a guest. Uh, Andrew Manerick is here with us. Proud, excited to be here in the studio. It's uh, it's kind of underground, you know. I listen to the podcast, and it's like, oh, who are these guys? Who's Austin? <laughs> who is Ken? Now I see them in now this magical here. place, and this is where the magic happens. It's That's exciting. right. In this tiny little room, a little like eight by six room maybe a little bit bigger than that 10 by 8 room this is where this is where all the conversations go down (laughs) vast area of conversation (laughs) plenty of room so andrew um is a young adult parishioner he's uh works over at the shipyard and he's just a cool guy uh that i met a few years ago Um, your words my words yeah your words (laughs) Uh, well, we actually it was when I met Ken White. I met Ken White and Andrew on the exact same day. I was Ooh. holding a barbecue. We were trying to get Ken to come work at the church, and Andrew shows up. And within like the first fifteen minutes, at first it's like I don't know about this guy, <laughs> and then within five minutes of us playing cornhole, it's like man, I like this guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, we definitely were playing some horseshoes, and uh, that's when I knew when you brought out a horseshoe set. I was like. Okay. I'm in a good place. The Lady of Mount Carmel has good people. You can come back. I'm coming back. And so over uh, the past few years, Andrew and I, um, Andrew comes over quite often for dinner. My wife is an awesome cook. Shout out to Claire. That's very true. And so Andrew will come over, uh, particularly when he gets very hungry, and we will eat dinner and then have very, very long conversations about all sorts of things. Yeah, usually I'm, I, I arrive to your place always saying, okay, I got to leave by 6.45, and then it's 6.45, I have to leave by 7.30, right? and then by 9.45, I'm like, I really need to go to bed. <laughs> it's time. It, <laughs> it is, is time. time. Like, no, just stay in and say prayers with us and the kids. Come on, Andrew. It'll be great. And it inevitably happens. <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome to get to, to spend time with you and your family, mainly for the food. Mostly yeah. the food. Mostly the food, yeah. yeah. Secondary is the company. That's the only yeah. way I get anyone to really hang out with me is my wife's cooking. It's great. Well, that's a perk. I feel like I have many friends thanks to that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so today we actually have a really cool topic. Um, Andrew, um, he's a really dynamic, extroverted guy. Uh, and he 
and I won't I won't take all of his story. I'll let him tell it. But uh, has always been involved with a community of brothers, and um, is a man of community. He's every night he amazes me. I talk with him when he comes over. I'm like, so what you got going on this week? Well, tomorrow I got a small group, and then the next day I've got this going on, and then this weekend I'm going to visit these guys that we were together. I mean, he's just an amazing high energy guy, and so we wanted to talk about community, the importance of it, um, and. Uh, yeah, that's it. Why is it so? Why is Christian community an important thing? So, yeah, yeah, community is. Uh, I definitely have a charism for it. It's something that I never thought that I would have a charism for, and uh, over time, I've just kind of come to terms with. I need people, otherwise, <laughs> I do things that are not okay. And uh, so, yeah, I've always been attracted and drawn to brotherhood as an opportunity to grow and grow closer to Jesus and our Lord. Um, So, uh, yeah, just going through the history of it, um, I grew up with a lot of brothers. I grew up with five brothers, and uh, it was awesome. And uh, blood brotherhood is a lot different than, like, (laughs) intentional fraternal community. And uh, it's it's so much more loving, isn't it? Yeah, it's loving. The blood blood yeah. Uh, yeah blood brotherhood I, yeah, and i love getting just <laughs> wailed on by your older brothers for saying something that was probably not too smart to say to someone who's twice your size <laughs> this happens yeah so um i grew up with a lot of brothers and always had a draw to to good community uh with men and uh at ohio state university i encountered a, a men's household um of catholic men we would pray the breviary together we their, their their motto was live together, eat together, pray together, mm. and just grow. And I realized how important it is not just to have brothers around you, but brothers who are striving for the greater good, the high ideal, um, and challenging each other and confronting each other. And I was so drawn to that. And I saw these guys living that way. And I tried to do something similar without actually joining into their household because I was like, yeah, that's a cool idea, but... I want to do my uh, own thing. <laughs> you can do it better. Yeah, nice. and uh, that is not true ever. <laughs> so um, I lived with some other guys, and I missed everything that they had. So I, mm. I joined up with them my senior year, and just really had a phenomenal experience. And and the importance of the importance of community is because we're made in the image and likeness of God, and God is three persons: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and they are in constant communion forever mm. and um and we long for that because we long for that love uh with others um and yeah it, it was really really an amazing experience at ohio state to see that um and understand it and feel loved um and strive for something uh that you can't really i find that i struggle to do on my own yeah and i think it's important to note too that uh, that even just saying brotherhood, I think it applies also to sisterhood, right? Oh, I mean, absolutely. There's distinctions, but they're definitely um, that that same idea of uh, of having people who share the same or at least very close values and and are headed in the same direction, right? Yeah, I mean the communal life is so important. That's why the communal life is so important, and to have brotherhood and sisterhood in conjunction is even more powerful. Yeah. And uh, and having that in our parishes. I mean, we've started some small men's groups and I'm sure, uh, some of the young women and women in our group have started groups as well. And then we come together and it's just amazing when you're able to, 
you're able to challenge each other in a different way, I find. Hmm. Um, at least from, a, from uh, a young man's perspective, is that I'm able to challenge the brothers that I live with today in a different way that I would challenge like my actual sister. Right. Um, so... <clears throat> Um, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's very effective, I've found. Yeah. You know what I think is interesting is that it, people, one question I guess that comes to mind is, is uh, people are so hard to be around sometimes. Like we're not, we're not always easy to be around. Um, so why, why do you think God wants us to have community? Yeah. I th- it's, it's, it's about love. It's about putting your desires aside to live for another person. Mm. And the more often we do that, especially as young people who haven't uh, found their vocation entirely yet, um, it's so important because it prepares you for that next step. It prepares you for your ultimate vocation, which is holiness. That's what Mm. God calls us to. And um, yeah, it prepares you to be a better person. You're able to, I mean, as soon as, Adam was chilling in the garden. Oh, I, I need to find a suitable companion because he needed to grow. <laughs> he needed, he needed somebody. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I, I think that's the same way in, in small communal living, like in a house with just a few roommates, uh, with family, you yeah. see that. I mean, you are, you know, self-sacrifice as being a husband and a father. And, um, and so does Claire as uh, a wife and a mother. And that's amazing. And, and, uh, Father John David does too in his vocation. Yeah. We're all we're all called to that. Yeah, and it, I think it's amazing too that um, just it's it's almost counterintuitive, right? That we have to be self sacrificial for a community to work well. Um, that we have to give up our desires because on the on the one hand, you know, we want to be around other people. Like we're not we're not right unless we're with other people. And like you said with Adam and Eve, um, Adam knew something wasn't right. God knew something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. You know, he need it's not good for him to be alone. It's like one of the first things that God says about man after he says it's good, it's not good for him to be alone. And so he makes community. Um, so on the one hand, that's something that I think we all want to greater or lesser degree. Um, but then on the other hand, when you're with community, uh, you have other desires. But then all of a sudden, in order for it to work well, you have to give up your desires. Yeah, and I think I think with pride comes into a lot of that um, for for me um, when I'm in a house of men. Like right now, I've got uh, two other roommates. Uh, my previous house, we had five guys in it, and there's the desire to be in charge almost, hmm. and maybe somebody who's more quiet actually needs that. You need to hear their voice, and and in, in a space that provides them to to hear from them i find is is super effective we have that all the time at at house dinners how that's why live together eat together pray together that's why those that mantra was so powerful because a lot of those discussions come over the dinner table yeah. and sometimes good food like with claire's cooking <laughs> sometimes bad food like when my brother cooks no i'm just kidding <laughs> throwing no, him under the bus <laughs> <laughs> just no no cj's a great cook <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it that just kind of mirrors the family life, right? Is that I love that uh, that that's the basis for community life, particularly in um, prior to 
being married or in the religious life um, or even in the clerical life, um, that that's kind of a, a structure that these guys showed you and that you're trying to make is eat together, pray together, what's you got? Live together. Live together. Right? Live I mean, together. that's the essence of, a, of a, a good functioning family is you live together. You're in the same space. You're in each other's business. And then you eat together. There's something very – I mean – the sacrifice that Jesus gave us uh, at the Last Supper was at the supper. Like the yeah. source and summit of yep. our faith is at dinner a time. table. Yeah, dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's what he gave us is food. And so, and he was with all of his brothers, the good ones and the bad ones. Yeah. You know, and the one who left early. Yeah. Um, and but he calls all of them together. Uh, over the meal, and then they pray together. They go in the garden uh, singing hymns. You know, all of them go out singing hymns and praying together, which happens right before the crucifixion. Um, but that's such an important way of life, and it's so easy to overlook all of that, hmm. to all of a sudden forget that, you know, we should eat together, uh, we should pray together. Yeah, that's one of the challenges, I think, for young guys living together. I'm sure for young women, too, is that. With Netflix, with everything in your hand and in your phone, it's easy to turn away from the people around you, even if you live together. And so having that dinner twice a week where we come together and we forcefully sit next to each other, even if we'd been arguing or something like that, and pray together, um, it's it's always healing. Mm. And it's always there's always growth from it. Um, yeah, the meal is definitely very, very important. Yeah. And so do you guys actually turn off the phones when you sit down? No, we don't. So I used to, when I lived with five guys, after living in school, I came down here and worked as an engineer at the shipyard. And my first house that me and a friend started was five guys. Um, burgers and, and fries. Burgers no. and fries. <laughs> yeah, that's all we did. Actually, we started a restaurant. No, um, <laughs> it would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things would have gone wrong. That would not Grease fires out. everywhere. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so uh, one of the challenges, <laughs> the phone, it's, uh, it drives me up a wall. Yeah. So I would have, I approached them initially and, you know, you get some confrontation or you, you do it in a way that you don't mean to. You confront mm-hmm. them in a way that where you should have maybe confronted them one-on-one instead of in front of the whole group. Like, not everything's good to bring up at the dinner table. Some things need to be discussed beforehand, one-on-one, so you're building that relationship and coming over something. Um, But the new house, I haven't had to. Hmm. The guys have... I've realized in this house, I'm much more patient in the way we've done our rule system, and a lot of things have fallen into place because the Holy Spirit, I know, is is guiding our house because we invoke Him and... We want him to be in our in our lives in our house. So, tell me about the rule system. What it, what is you guys yeah, set up so, rules yeah. for living or something? So the first week of of a new house with the guys, I always bring up, hey, we should have dinner once a week and just talk things over. And I've never had resistance to that. Everyone has always been, oh, that's a great idea. And then once you do it once, um, you kind of get everyone together and say, hey, let's start to think about things that we want the house to look like. And the next dinner is kind of an amalgamation of all those different rules. But mostly it's for spiritual growth and Hmm. well-being, physical growth and well-being. We challenge each other physically, uh, not boxing. Actually, (laughs) one time. But (laughs) But uh, usually not. So what is that, like working out and stuff and staying healthy? Yeah, Yeah. and, 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 uh, you know, some guys maybe 
eaten out too much. I mean, this is a poor example, but maybe you talk to them and say, hey, let's make dinner. Yeah. And, and n- I've never received resistance saying, oh, I don't want your dinner. And, and it leads to impromptu dinners and breakfasts. And this year, I think we've eaten more meals together at the table with just those three guys than when I had five guys. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, so uh, rules. We're going over the rules. So rules would be um, we do chores together. We serve mm. each other that way. We have things that need to be done daily, um, like in communal areas and stuff like that. And then we do weekly chores of mowing the lawn. Bathrooms are a very humbling experience when you do the bathroom yeah. for your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Not actual brother, but your brother yeah. you live with. And so uh, that that's one thing. Um, usually language, we go over language rules about what kind of language we want to have. Nothing that's cutting. Hmm. Try to rule out sarcasm, things like that. Oh, that's, that's right. healthy. Yeah. yeah, so things things of that nature. And then, uh, yeah, we do, uh, last summer, we did a physical challenge. Oh, and really? we had to do a mile. We did a mile competition, a pull-up competition, and push-up competition. And I did not win. I did not win. <laughs> but it was good. None of them? You didn't win any of the competitions? No, I won pull-ups. Oh, I won okay. pull-ups. All right, that's not, good. Not a big deal. He's, yeah. Humble brag. Humble, Humble bragging. Brag. Just pull ups. Yeah. He's just got a ups. ripped back, ladies. Well, there was so all, if you're there's, wondering. There's only, there's only four of us, so. <laughs> the odds. Yeah. yeah you're going to win I one. I got to win one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really cool. And I think uh, um, the, the rule is so important. And you see a lot of religious communities do this. And even in a household, it might not be uh, like like when I, a household is in like a family um, dynamic, like what I have. It might not even, it might not be that we in as clear of a way as you do say here are the rules of our household but they become known yeah and they usually become known as people break them yeah okay it's time to set a rule now you know um which is cool uh and and on the one and actually if you look at the old testament that's almost how god worked it was like the here are the rules yeah i mean (laughs) for a long time a lot of the uh like genesis uh I don't. I mean, the Ten Commandments weren't even there, you know. Yeah. So he, it's like this unfolding of the rules, and then the the fulfillment of the law with Jesus, you know. Um, and uh, and then as we change and we do more crazy stuff, then the church has to say, mm, maybe mm. that's not so good. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, you may want to stay away from that one. Yeah, I think it's. I think in a family, I think it's that approach is more acceptable because you have ahead of the family mm. in a house where I'm in now where it's brothers living together um, even though one of us may take more charge than the other yeah. there's still everyone has an equal say so it almost has to be defined it does, we have yeah. to define our rules what are stepping out of bounds and that and it makes at, at first you know the first guys who come into house and we start going over what our rules are they kind of look at us. Um, what are you talking about? Rules? Yeah, uh, I'm a man. I, I just signed I can make my own decisions. Yeah, yeah. I can make my own decisions. <laughs> um, but it makes it way easier because it provides in the rule system. You have freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many saints say to to wall yourself up with God so you can be free? You know. So Ooh, we, I like so, that. So yeah. we create rules um, in the house to make it easier to live together and know when someone's out of bounds. And yeah. yes. When someone maybe does break something that wasn't actually a rule, maybe the next time at dinner someone will bring it up. Hey, 
maybe that wasn't a good yeah, idea. Let's to try to avoid this. this. Yeah. And so, yeah. but yeah, rules are very important. Yeah. They definitely help clarify things. And I think, um, even in a, a family household, um, there, there's also a level of mutual submission, you know? And I think that goes on oh, too yeah. with, uh, like in the, in the household where you live or even in, in religious community, there's this idea of, um, like, God, when after the fall, you know, he says the man is now going to lord it over you. He's not really saying that is like, hey, this is a good thing now. The man will now lord it over ding, you. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, aren't you happy? <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, and the the pangs of childbirth for the woman. You know, I mean, these yeah. are things that are that are hard. And uh, and Claire, my wife, and I have reflected too that even the pangs of childbirth are like. Uh, go deeper than just the childbirth you know it's a woman um having to raise up this child in love watch Mm -hmm. it fall short of of what the child could be and still love your son or daughter and uh and still remain detached from from them um and saying that they were made for god not for me you know there's that like that pang of childbirth is so deep that he talks about and i think um Mutual submission is not something we talk a whole lot about, that it's um, that Claire and I, we've got to be on the same page. So I'm not really supposed to lord it over her. You know, that's right. not a good thing. Right. Um, that we have to work together. And there are many times, you know, there's times where compromise has to come up that, okay, you know what? You're right on this one. I'm wrong. Um, but then what's even more beautiful is when you can have uh, come to more of a shared belief that, you know, I want to go above and beyond for you. So here are these chores that everybody has to do. Instead of saying, all right, it's my rule. I submit to the fact that I must now uh, um, get the kids in a bath. You know, it's, you know what, I want to, I want to put the kids in a bath for you. And yeah. in fact, while, it's love. Yeah, it's love. While it's you're love. out doing something else, I'm going to run and do some of the dishes yeah. too. And try, you know, like you want to go above and beyond. And sometimes that sucks because yeah. you don't want to do it. I don't want to go home and do the dishes right now. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And so I you probably should. Come should. Over to my house and, and just skip, get leftovers. Skip them. Yeah, I'll skip yeah. my choice. And then yeah. you don't have to worry about yeah. it. Yeah, break that's all love. the rules. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's so true. That's love, and and it's beautiful, and that's what we want to prepare for mm. before in our vocation, wherever it is. Yeah. And uh, and living in community, I think, really helps helps you do that. It helps you submit to yourself to serve your brother or your sister or your wife or your parishioners, you know, it, it, and, uh, I mean, the more we say no to ourselves, the better we're going to (laughs) be. Frankly. Isn't that weird? Yeah. (laughs) It's terrible. Yeah. Because I want ice cream and donuts. (laughs) But if I do, I'll get huge. (laughs) That's all I eat. (laughs) But yeah, it's love. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's about giving up for the sake of the other. It's, It's not an easy thing. But like you said, I mean, that's what... That is what we have to do if we want to grow closer to one another and if we want to understand more uh, who who Jesus is and who God is. Um, I just get, you know, when I pray sometimes I just think about uh, Jesus' love for us. And I love that praise and worship song, Reckless Love. Mm. Is that Matt Mayer? I don't know who does that one. I don't even know. But it's awesome. Reckless love that it's like. Sure. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. Don't fact check us. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, Instagram. Matt Mayer, we love your song. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, at any rate, that. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, that he would leave the 99 and, and come get the one lost. That, that love is so 
selfless. It's so thinking of the other and never the self. Like it, it, it almost seems very irrational and imprudent from our our standpoint. That you know, okay, I need to love my my wife. I'm really tired. I need sleep. You know, I've I've worked all day. I'm exhausted. You know, didn't eat enough or whatever. Um, I come home. I'm really tired. I need to sleep. She understands this that I need mm. rest, but I need to give up even something that maybe I need or I think I need uh, for the sake of my family. And I've noticed when I do that, when I get up, you know, after dinner, lie on the couch, kids jump on me, whatever, and then they run down the hallway, and I get up. And go do the dishes. This doesn't happen often, folks. <laughs> yeah, I was so say. please don't think that. Oh, virtuous Austin! I think this happened once. <laughs> so I'm basing this whole conversation off of one time. That's okay. But, That's okay. We don't know. <laughs> it we don't works. know. It works. Um, but when you get up and actually go and do for the other, there, you know, sometimes God gives you this grace of like of spiritual energy. It's like. Wow, I just, I loved. It feels so good. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. That's a gift from Jesus, you know? I know the fact, the first time I experienced this from one of my other brothers was I had, I know I had been leaving my laundry in the dryer a couple mm-hmm. times, a couple times, maybe like 30. <laughs> and he, Two or 30. Yeah, two or 30. And he... um came up to me once and was like, hey, I think you left. The next time I come home, instead of putting my clothes like in my room in a pile, he folded all my laundry. Wow. And it was amazing. And that was him dying to himself to serve me. And then it, it's, it's contagious. Yeah. You know, because then you want to, you know what, I'm going to help out this other guy mm. and maybe drive him to work or maybe his car broke down and I need to go pick him up and it's really annoying, but... I'll do it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's the counterintuitive nature of the flesh and the spirit. <laughs> uh, they're always contending with one another. Yeah, that yeah, actually, the, the flesh and the spirit, that, that actually goes into uh, one of the scripture verses that I, I wanted to bring up. I don't know if we have too much time to do it. But yeah, we've got a few more minutes. Go ahead. A few more Let's minutes. do it. Okay, it's from Sirach 2, and it's verses 1 through 6. Let me get the sticky off. So, my son, when you come to serve the Lord, prepare yourself for trials. Be sincere of heart and steadfast, undisturbed in time of adversity. Cling to him, forsake him not. Thus will your future be great. Accept whatever befalls you. In crushing misfortune, be patient. For in fire gold is tested. And worthy men in the crucible of humiliation. Trust God, and he will help you. Make straight your ways and hope in him. The trust that you... That's a lot going on. That's a great verse. Yeah. (laughs) The trust that you have to have in community is a lot. Like you said, it's this mutual understanding of submission. Hmm. And you have to know that your your brother, your sister, your spouse, your parishioners, you have to know that they want that. Hmm. And trust in God that he's going to provide that desire to them. And... It works out. It does. It works out when, you, when you're able to say no to yourself and live with these people, yeah. <laughs> these brothers. And then and, you learn that your heart actually grows. Like, you yeah. become a more, and I think that was at the end of the verses, that you, you know, after you go through that tribulation, you reach great joy. So I would have said something like that, that, uh, 
Yeah, um, it says, For in fire gold is tested in worthy men in the crucible of humiliation. Trust God, and he will help you make straight your ways and hope in him. Yeah. And he just paves the way, and it's it's that. Thus your future will be great. There it is. Thus yeah. your future will be great. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. But it doesn't come without that without that trial that he says, that it, it we really are going to have. I mean, the crucifixion is what lies in front of us. Yeah. You know, for that, uh, for things to, the future to be great. We really have to go through that. It's hard. It's not fun. <laughs> but he but gives us the great. grace he gives us the grace to do it and it's it's amazing yeah yeah it's amazing. and everything's great well andrew this is awesome we're about out of time but i just want to thank you for coming in and talking about this um we've had many many a conversation but we've never really gotten into depth on this topic and it's really cool it's beautiful yeah i don't think we ever really have talked we've talked about a lot yeah. A lot of different yes. topics. As Claire did dishes for us and served us desserts. <laughs> uh, we maybe probably we should have done that. Dishes next time. Next time. Next time. Yep. Next time. Tonight? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Awesome. <laughs> there you go. Doing dishes at our house so you don't break the rule of your own house. Oh, yeah. At least I'm doing dishes. Yeah, didn't actually. Yeah, our rules didn't say I have to clean my bathroom. It says clean oh, bathrooms. Yeah. Look at that. We found loopholes. This I'll is the human condition, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find loopholes. Yeah, exactly. Thank God for confession. Well, Andrew, thanks again for coming in. This is awesome. Um, and folks, thank you for tuning in to the Vici Mundum Show. I just want to encourage you to share our show with others. Uh, if you found this to be helpful, just send it to somebody who you think might also enjoy it. Please feel free to send us an email, vichimundum1633 at gmail.com. And uh, finally, um, if you'd like to be on the show, uh, please feel free to fill out an application. Our friend Andrew here filled out an application, and we got him on the show. So filled it out. That's right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for choosing me, Austin. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, so please feel free. That's on our website, um, vichimundum.com. Uh, you can click it, fill it out, and we'll get back to you real quick. So um, until next time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray, pray for, for us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia, or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. This podcast is presented to you by individuals who are not all necessarily experts in the field of discussion, but are answering the call of the new evangelization and sharing their love of Christ with you. God bless you.